Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. And now, here is your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin'. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is one of those, we're doing it live again from the Denver, uh, the hotel, and we're doing it at the Four Seasons. I'm going to kill that so we don't have to deal with it, but uh, we're testing audio equipment. Anytime you do one of these podcasts from anywhere like this, it always just just drives you crazy because you're looking at what is going on, how is it all working. So anyway, good to have you with us joining in. We're so pleased to have you here again. This is the September 19th, Monday, 2016 podcast. We're doing it live from the Motivity Users Conference here in Denver, Colorado. We're so pleased that you took the time to join us. And again, this podcast is created by mortgage professionals and for mortgage professionals. And it's we're also received the proud, the, we're proud to receive the Progress in Lending Innovation Award. Okay, so anyway, we have in the hot topic segment, real exciting. You know, it's exciting when vendors and different companies, leaders come out and want to announce their products on our radio program. And we are so excited today to have uh, Dan Putney with us, with DNH, and they're going to be announcing a new app. And I can't even tell you what it is until you say to get to the Hot Topics segment, because this is being announced today and live on this program. We're so excited to have Dan Putney, and uh, he is outstanding in his field, literally and figuratively, and in every way. He's six foot ten. He's sitting right here next to me, and we're so excited to have him joining in with us. So, anyway, we've got the full lineup. Alice is online, and uh, so let's take a look, first of all, at some of our sponsors. I want to say thank you very much to Motivity Solutions for being a sponsor and allowing us to broadcast from here. We're sitting in our booth space. Live broadcasting is really fun we're really enjoying this but anyway uh, what we want to do now is kind of get into some of the things we're going to be talking about uh hope to get john maynell stepping over here live a little bit later in the podcast velma i want to talk about them one of our sponsors virtual electronic marketing assistance they do a great job of building stronger and more profitable relationships through their through their set it and forget it auto email campaigns or their custom email campaigns that you can create on the fly. And I use this service, folks. It is amazing, especially when you look at what the potential is. And you need to get a hold of Brent Emler at 208-854-7909 or check it out at Velma.com, V-E-L-M-A.com. Also, I want to say a special thank you to Nancy Alley and the team at Simplifile, who has their technology available to you to help you work and communicate in a real-time chat format with closing agents. You're able to track changes, send and receive, validate documents, as well as obtain status updates and deal with issues uh, as they arrive. All of this is done in a real-time electronic communications exchange, and best of all, it will allow you to have a complete audit trail of all your communications. Check it out at Simplifile.com. Or dial 1-800-460-5657. Also, D&H, they're a sponsor, 140-year-old company, 5,500 employees worldwide with 8,000 clients in 70 countries. My goodness, got Dan standing or sitting right here with me. We're going to be hearing from them a little bit later. And so check them out at MortgageBot.com or call 1-800-815-5592. Also, the Mortgage Collaborative, Richard Zerbinski is here at this conference. Uh, you got to get to know that this conference or this, this collaborative, it is a network of individuals, the top mortgage professionals, five of the past pre- presidents of the MBA, along with a number of other leading professionals are a part of this organization. I'm a part of it. And you can learn more by going to mortgagecollaborative.com and check it out or get a hold of Rich Zerbinski at 440-552-0691, the power of the network. Upcoming MBA conferences is October 23rd through the 26th is the annual conference in Boston. This is going to be one of the best, most 
well-attended conferences we've had in just decades. I, I mean, I tell you, it's amazing the number of people that are there. It's because we've had an amazing year, and we're going into this with um, just everyone having done real well. But there's a lot of important announcements. I know specifically some announcements of companies that are being bought and sold that are going to be made here. And it's big news, and you need to be there at the conference. Also, we have the Whole Loan Trading Workshop coming up November 10th in Phoenix. We also have the November 15th through the 17th, the Accounting and Financial Management Conference at the Master or in the Manchester Grand, Grand Hyatt in San Diego. Great place to go for a conference. Great place to bring your family so you can do a vacation beforehand. Okay, Joe Farr, let's – I think your mic's there. Are you hearing me all right and everything going fine, Joe? It's going great, Dave. How are you doing? Well, we were having – I know you get a little flustered. Well, you know what? When you're doing these live, it's just one of those things, Joe. It's just uh, we solved the technology issues just as we were going live. But it's good to have yeah. you here. And I well, unfortunately don't have your website up, so but I've got some of your comments. So if we could run through what's okay. going on today, what's happening in well, the market. Today's very quiet. Today we're we're down one thirty second, actually just ticked up to, to flat on the day. So we're basically where we ended ended the day on Friday. Uh, the data that came out this morning was, uh, uh, you know, good to see, but uh, wasn't market moving. It was the uh, National Association of Home Builders Confidence Index was released, and and this month's reading rose to 65. Uh, that's uh, better than last month, which was 59, and uh, better than consensus, which was uh, 60. Now, to give it perspective, 65 ties the highest reading of this index since uh, 2005. So it's a sign that builders are confident in the future. Uh, tight inventories, as we've heard, uh, related to home sales existing and, and uh, new home sales, have uh, certainly had an, inf- an impact on home builder confidence. Uh, you know, when inventories are tight, prices are good, and uh, it makes sense that they'd be uh, looking to build more. It does, yes. It's perfect. So hopefully, we're going to see you that good news. Yeah. Yeah. So, last week, let's talk about last week. MBS prices week. rose a little bit last week. Uh, All the, the data was up, stacked up on Thursday too. I'm well, and, and the and the movement happened on Wednesday. You know, go yeah. figure. It's uh, <laughs> <Go> figure. <laughs> MBS prices improved on Wednesday, twenty five basis points. It occurred. You know, as I said, without any data, uh, probably just reversing some of the big move that it uh, happened the week before. When the um, when the data did come out, it was mixed, and uh, this was you know everything came out on Thursday and Friday. Uh, the mixed data resulted in very little additional movement in mortgage rates uh, or in MBS prices. Uh, the data, retail sales, and uh, uh, CPI inflation were the big events. Retail sales disappointed a bit. Both uh, overall retail sales and ex-auto sales uh, fell a little bit from July. Neither were expected to fall. Um, But then on uh, Friday, the inflation data came out, and it rose a little more than what was expected. Both uh, core and overall CPI beat estimates by a tenth. Annualized core CPI was at 2.3%, matching the highest level that it's been in, in during 2016. So, um, yeah, and, and the Fed targets um, core PCE more so than CPI at, at 2.3. That you know that sounds like it's above their their goal, but uh, uh, core PCE is steadily below uh, CPI. So it's still concerning when you see prices rise. Uh, so, you know, retail sales was good for mortgage rates. Uh, CPI was not good for mortgage rates. The other day that came out was mixed in that the Empire State Index fell more than expected. Philly Fed beat expectations. Industrial production was a little bit below, just close to being in line with expectations. And consumer sentiment came out. The first look at uh, consumer sentiment in September came out. It was uh, the same as it was in August. Uh, the Bank of England held one of their meetings, and uh, you know investors were hoping to see some indication of additional uh, stimulus. Yet uh, the Bank of England found no need for stimulus at this time, so it was a little disappointing when that came out. And uh, you know, continuing on with the the Fed, the the central bank influence on the market this week is full of it. Uh, of course, we have the Fed on Wednesday. <laughs> that's a great way too. to put it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I didn't mean it that way, but I guess that's true. Uh, the uh, 
Bank of Japan is going to uh, release a statement uh, following their meeting, which will occur Wednesday morning early before our markets open. So, uh, uh, you know, thinking about the the market kind of expects the Bank of Japan to uh, indicate that there's a, a a concern among the members that the yield curve's too flat and, and mm-hmm. likely the improve uh, the the, the uh, change in the yield curve is going to occur on the long end, and of course that would be bad for longer-term yields on uh, on mortgage-backed securities. And so uh, that might be a market-moving event to wake up to on Wednesday morning. So just be prepared for that. Now, thinking about the Fed, the Fed, uh, very few people expect a rate hike at this meeting, but there's a uh, you know there's a lot of talk about it. It's it seems like it's even though the CME futures just show a 15% chance of a hike, it seems to be a little more concerning than that. Um, the investors will uh, certainly be looking for guidance as to what might happen at future meetings, and um, you know the two big questions are for the Fed: Do do you feel like we're at full full employment uh, as we've held near under five percent unemployment for? Uh, months now, and if so, are you concerned that that's going to begin to spur inflation? And so, All right. uh, you know, obviously the the Fed meetings a big a big influence on the market will uh, be something to watch closely at two o'clock Eastern time on uh, Wednesday, and then following Wednesday. the statement, uh, the two thirty press conference. So be prepared yeah, for an really afternoon of that. You know, I, I was talking to. Um, I think I, I probably shouldn't mention his name, but one of the Washington Bureau correspondents for Fox News, he's a good friend, and we touch base on it. He's a real market watcher. And and I was saying, I would love to get your thoughts on this. Uh, and he, I, he was, I was asking him, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. And uh, he says, I really believe that the Federal Reserve is looking for every opportunity to reload their toolkit. And he's speaking specifically of the ability for them to drop interest rates. And uh, so that even though the, the economic data may not look like it warrants it, he says they're really what we're hearing here in D.C. And he, this guy is I mean, he's in the White House all the time, this, this gentleman. Uh-huh. And uh, he was saying, I really think that they're looking for that. So I think, Dave, I was saying I was poohooming. I, I don't think there'll be a rate hike. It's an election year, blah, blah, blah. And he says, you know what? I won't be too quickly quick to jump to that conclusion. They may want to reload because there is more concern about another dip in the economy. And if they keep rates at these levels, how much more can they go? So that's an interesting theory, yeah. Joe. Really interesting. Well, it's uh, it, it's rates, or uh, and they're certainly not going to go negative on rates. Uh, no. So it's either that or QE. And uh, it wasn't too long ago, I think it was at uh, Jackson Hole that Janet Yellen said that we could do more QE if necessary. So yeah, you know they, they've got a couple of tools in their toolkit. They do. Well, we'll see what happens. But anyway, yeah. Joe, thank you so much. You've got a great yeah, website. Sure. I just, I, I've got it up here on my iPad next to my laptop. We're getting we're operating mobile for the conference here, so it's always fun. But I do have the iPad, so I'm able to look at it. I just love the concise nature in which you have and report on everything. Just a great tool for people. And, if, folks, if you want to learn more about this, we're going to take a quick ad break. And we've got Paul Malo coming up in just a minute. So stay tuned. We are going to be right back after this brief break. Looking for that competitive edge? MBS Quoteline delivers live market coverage for originators. Get up-to-the-minute mortgage market news and analysis as events occur. Get MBS prices as trades happen. Straight to your computer, email, cell phone, or PDA. Know in advance when your investors will reprice. Make better lock float decisions and increase your income. Be the expert your clients expect and know what's moving interest rates right now, tomorrow, and beyond. MBS Quoteline, delivering live market coverage for originators. Learn more about about MBS Quote Line today at mbsquoteline.com. mbsquoteline.com. 646-716-4972. The Lickin' on Lending Show is back. Here is your host, David Lickin. Good to have you with us, everybody. Uh, so much fun doing these live. It creates some fun challenges. We're hearing the, the, the audio feed that we have coming in and out from the studio is actually going in and out. So I know you guys can hear us, but we don't always hear you. So let's get Paul Malo on here. I love listening to everything Paul has to say. So, Paul Malo, I've got your mic on. I'm looking at your website. What you got for us, friend? Oh, I don't know. What, did you say something earlier about mortgage and acquisition announcements coming up? Did I miss the your yeah, intro? Yeah, I'm aware of. I'm aware of some. I would love. I know you'd like to report on them, so I'm going to. I'm going to give you a heads up 
Paul, before that, so you can write about it. Uh, but there's some big ones coming, some announcements coming up here. Uh, not mortgage companies, more than the technology space of some that are coming oh, up here okay, at the okay. conference. So, uh, okay. although there are a couple um, M&A activities, some M&A activity in some larger mortgage companies, where we continue to see the trend of consolidation. So I, I you're dialed in. You've been sitting back and you probably we'll spilled the coffee we'll all over talk. the table listening to that going, okay, what, what's looking here and about and what will you share with me? So sure. anyway, some yeah. good stuff. Anyway, call me. Right, we'll we call that in. All right. What, what do we have here? Uh, listen, you know, we crunch the numbers all the time. Uh, you know, Fannie and Freddie issued uh, $91.59 billion in single-family MBS in August. Uh, I should point out that was their highest issuance since uh, August of 2013. You know, I guess the big question is now, listen, lenders, some lenders are having, you know, phenomenal years. And, and will Fannie and Freddie issue more MBS this year than uh, last year? It looks that way. And it also looks like, like originations could top last year's level. And uh, that would probably be, uh, let's see, last year we did about $1.735 trillion. You know, I think we're looking at one eight for this year. And listen, at the beginning of the year, no one thought 2016 was going to be this good. So that's good news for the industry. Uh, the usual story, non-banks are gaining share, and banks are, you know, sort of uh, doing whatever they're doing, drifting away. And that sort of leads into story number two, the Ginnie Mae uh, servicing, uh, not servicing, the Ginnie Mae Summit. It's their fourth annual for lenders and servicers. That opened this morning in Washington, D.C. Ted Tozer, Ginnie Mae chief, has some things to say. And in particular, he puts out a statement basically saying, you know, not just only do non-banks have about 80% of new issuance, uh, he talked about concerns over MSR values and hmm. the ability to borrow against that. And that, uh, you know, that's very interesting. We've been hearing that for a while anyway. Uh, but he went out there and started the whole summit by basically saying, uh, you know, we're a little concerned about, uh, you know, your MSR values and your ability to borrow against them. Uh, so that summit's going on today and tomorrow. We'll have more news out of there. Uh, so something to keep an eye on. Yeah, uh, the deal great. agent concept, if you're interested in non-agency MBS, uh, one of the informal working groups have come out with some um, a legal document talking about the duties of the deal agent. The feeling is basically that if you have a deal agent and non-agency MBS, it could help spur the market. Uh, you know, we've already had a couple deals in the last uh, few months on non-agency MBS. Angel Oak had one, uh, and I know Deep Haven Mortgage has one or had one. Uh, so that market's perking up a bit. They're small deals, but heck, heck, they're deals. Uh, Phoenix yeah. Capital is out there with the servicing a flow deal. Uh, one portion is Fannie Freddie product. The other is Ginny. Uh, could yield about $3 billion a year in rights. Uh, short takes, interesting departure. Aquin, uh, one of their top development guys is leaving. Don Klein, he's going to Flagstar Bank, uh, where he was named Director of Business Development. He held a similar title at Aquin. Aquin, of course, has been trying to right-size their ship and fix right. things for a couple of years now, and just an ongoing story, and, uh, you know, Aquin is Aquin, is Aquin so we'll see what happens Aquin is there. an ongoing story. Yeah, it's an ongoing story. It's not going away. Uh, interesting note, RPM Mortgage in California, that's Don Hurt's shop, right. uh, they're, they're, they started making uh, fixed-rate second liens uh, to replace floating-rate HELOCs. That's interesting because you don't see a lot of non-banks getting into the second lien business. Uh, they wouldn't tell me who their takeout is, uh, and they wouldn't give me much information, but they did confirm that they, in fact, are making seconds now. There's a few other non-banks doing that. And lastly, the Conference of State Banking Supervisors, uh, they announced that through the N, uh, NMLS system, which stands for Nationwide uh, Multi-State Licensing System, you can now process background checks on your branch managers before you can only do LOs. So uh, that is all the news that fits uh, for today. That's good stuff. I always appreciate you tuning in and bringing us an update. Folks, if you have not been out to the website, imfnews.com, you need to go check up, sign up for the newsletter. It's free. I like free, Paul. That's a good free. price. Free. <laughs> it's all so free, good to have you tuned in. Our newsletters aren't free, but our website is. Well, I think it's a great lead because you do have some phenomenal newsletters. Everyone knows about Inside sure. Mortgage Finance. Uh, Guy and the crew there have been doing an outstanding job on all this for a great deal of time. So really appreciate you taking time to add to the content of this program each and every week, my friend. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. 
You betcha, friend. Have a good one. We'll look forward to having you okay. back here next week, hopefully. All right. All right. We'll talk later. You're looking forward? Yeah, I'm sure we will. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. You're looking forward to it. Oops, cut his mic off as he was uh, still talking there. That was rude. Anyway, he'll forget me. Alice Alvey, how are you doing? How's the, how's, is, are you starting to get any fall leaves tur- turning of the colors up there, Alice? You know, there is a little bit of color coming out, especially up oh. north. Um, I was just in the Upper Peninsula and colors there, and even uh, downstate here, as we say, we're seeing some of the tips of the leaves turn. So the season oh, is man. starting, and it's a beautiful day today. So. Oh, it, it, when it, that is just – I'm looking forward to being in Boston. We're going to go in early for the fall leaf tour so with the family, so it'll be fun. So anyway, it's good to have you here. Appreciate you joining in and giving us an update. So what you got? All right. Well, we got a few things. First of all, you know, many of you know who listen to the program know that the CFPB has uh, the proposed bill, post, proposed rule out there to make some modifications to the no before you owe Gila rest of the disclosure. And that comment period is going to close October 18th. So I always like to check at the halfway point to see who's commenting. There are 600 plus comments and all wow. are, it's not kidding, it's every single comment with the exception of maybe 10 is a copy of a comment from the title industry that's about two sentences long. So clearly the title industry went in and got motivated and folks went in and republished this comment, which is great. That's what you should do, right? I mean, that's what we should be doing yeah. as mortgage bankers. <laughs> so it's interesting to me that it's all title people commenting on how much they don't like the inconsistency with the title fees on the closing disclosure. And they're right. Where are the comments from the mortgage bankers? <laughs> with yes. the ones with the most impact on this. Um, there are quite a few components within this rule that we should be commenting on. And at the very least, as I've mentioned in other reports, we should be taking the opportunity to, you know, talk about other areas within uh, the TRID rule that, you know, that we really do want to make sure that we understand at a deeper level. So I think, um, folks, what you want to make sure is, you know, for example, we didn't get a longer cure time, right, to cure our errors. Um, There wasn't anything to clarify simultaneous issue of title policies. Uh, You know, we've we've got to get in there and make some comments. Um, So this is a call out to the Mortgage Bankers Association. People need that leadership. They need their comments out there early, and then we can go copy because right now CFPB only has to look at this comment period and go, well, that was easy. Let's just implement everything we proposed <laughs> uh, because we didn't give them anything. So we've got 30 days left uh, for people to go, you know, take action. So that's a call to action. Read this, and um, uh, we'll go ahead and push the MBA to get some comments pushed out there. Um, another thing, too, is we do have that we're still working. The MBA in particular is working, so a good plug for them definitely on their work with the FHA, um, uh, with making sure that FHA on the student loan debt is getting some attention. Um, also, we're trying to get, you know, because this is a huge impact. People huge. are really feeling yeah. the change, yeah, with that 1% outstanding loan balance calculation. Um, so uh, there is work getting done there. Also, Fannie and Freddie are requiring use of the alternate LE and CD beginning the third quarter of next year. Now, everybody has to get this on their radar for their system implementation because you're going to have home to implementation going on at the same time. Don't lose sight of this one. If you are not using the alternate LE, you have to start using it by this date in order to comply with Fannie and Freddie's guidelines to deliver the CD, right? So people are thinking, oh, I just have to use the alternate CD. Well, well, that means you have to start 30 to 60, probably more days ahead of time to use that LE because when you use the alternate CD, you have to use the alternate LE. So watch that, folks. Make sure you implement well ahead of that deadline based on application date, even though all the memos and notices that are coming out are talking to you about a closing date. Um, so be careful of that. Um, so far, Launch date is weekend 924 for DU version 10, and um, at least the last note here I'm looking at, we're monitoring what's going to go on with the trended credit data. Um, actually, I think that was postponed because I'm looking at my notes here. So we'll follow up with that one because uh, certainly that's a big deal, too, to assess how trended credit, credit data will be impacting loans. Uh, last but not least, we do have the uh, you know Dodd-Frank overhaul bill, the Choice Act, HR 5983. A lot of people think this is dead in the water, no matter how far it's gone. Um, it, it does have in there to establish a CFPB council. 
repeal the Volcker Rule, which the large banks haven't complied with anyway, so why not repeal it? <laughs> so, and there's a big chunk of it in it for the securities uh, industry and other areas. So we're focused on a few areas we'll report on. Watch this bill again, House Bill 5983, uh, the um, Choice Act, I guess is what Financial Choice, Choice Act we're calling it. Yes, we'll watch that for you to see if it actually gets any legs. So that's my report for nowadays, and talk to you. That's good, Dallas. Thank you so much. Appreciate you dialing in and looking forward to seeing you in Boston. Can't spend some time there. So it'll be good. Good stuff. This is really interesting, and I get a lot of feedback on your uh, contribution and your content. People are wanting to know more, and uh, I think there's even room for an Alice Alvey show. I think we have to talk about that, Alice. In fact, we're already starting to talk about I, I, that. All right. Here we go, right? Compliance and legislation humorous. Right? Yeah. <laughs> At the end, you'll still walk away with takeaways. I'm all in. <laughs> You're all in. I love it. All right, Alice. We appreciate you being here so much. We've got. Thanks so much. Oh, and one quick note, Dave. Yeah. I want to make sure everybody's out at the MBA Risk Management Conference. I apologize if I missed that announcement at the very beginning of the show, but we'll be out there, and I'd love oh, to meet all of you. So uh, reach out, and I'll be there actually Wednesday for a pre event. We're doing appraisal training with Fannie Mae. Uh, so that'll be a Good. great event for your experienced people and new people. And then, uh, like I said, we'll be at the conference as well. So look us up. Yeah, look it up. Set up an appointment with Alice. Got to get her time. She's uh, just a wealth of knowledge, and you'll enjoy it. Great company, too. Indicom's a great company. So looking forward to talking to you some more, Alice. But thank you so much for joining in today. And I wish you were here in uh, beautiful Denver sitting here at the table with us. But it's good to have you with us. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, let's uh, take a quick break. We're going to be back with Sam Garcia of Mortgage Daily in just a minute. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. If you have questions about mortgage regulations, Indicom Mortgage U has free answers. If you need ideas about how to reinvent your organization, Indicom Mortgage U will share great ideas. When you need help at any step of the loan process, give us a call or send an email. The Indicom team of experts have been helping mortgage players from origination through servicing for over 30 years. Your success is our focus. Whether it's a quick question or long-term support, portfolio, conventional, or government lending, it's a competitive market. So let Indicom Mortgage U give you the edge. Well, it's good to have you with us, everybody. And we've got Sam Garcia on here. Let me get Sam's mic on. Sam, I, it's a little slow there. There we go. Sam, good to have you with us, my friend. Sam Garcia of Mortgage Daily. How you doing, David? Good to be here. It's good to have you here, friend. I've got your website up again. Great website. People that aren't checking are not familiar with you. Get Go to MortgageDaily.com. Sam, let's cover some of your headlines. Yeah, we got some data in uh, from last week from the uh, Federal Deposit Insurance Corp, from Callahan and Associates for Credit Unions, and from the Conference of State uh, Bank Supervisors, um, and that enabled us to come up with a quarterly estimate of uh, second quarter originations by all mortgage lenders, which we estimated at 488 billion. Uh, that jumped quite a bit from 354 billion in the first quarter. Um, more significant in that report was that we show bank uh, market share rose to 44% uh, of all mortgage originations from 43% in the first quarter. And that was at the expense of uh, non-bank market share, which dropped to 47% from 48%. Credit union stayed static at uh, 9%. So that's where we're looking at as far as where originations are being generated from. Probably a lot of that has to do with uh, refinances because banks can do a lot more refinances since they have uh, you know, bigger servicing portfolios to, to basically generate that business from. Um, and then uh, the Conference of State Bank Supervisors issued some NMLS data indicating that there were five or nearly 538,000 uh, mortgage loan originators registered as of the second quarter. Um, the state licensed originators, those are non-bank originators, accounted for 25% of the total, and that was up from 24% uh, the prior quarter and a year prior. At the same time, federally registered bank originators, those at banks, uh, are their share fell to 75% from 76%. So even as we saw that the bank market share picked up a little, we see that some of those bank loan originators are migrating still over to non-bank originators. 
Um, the Mortgage Bankers Association raised its 2016 origination forecast to $1.838 trillion uh, this month uh, from $1.186 trillion in August. Um, behind that boost was the refinance projection. Uh, this year's refinances are now expected by the mortgage bankers to come in at $857 billion versus $835 billion expected in August. And next year's outlook increased to $455 billion from $424 billion. So, you know, obviously that's because we've seen some pretty good rates and downturns lately. In the Interesting. Rate, so we'll see what happens now that rates seem to be climbing and uh, haven't really eased back up a whole lot. Um, let's see. We got a, a report from CoreLogic, and that indicated that the average U.S. loan-to-value ratio was 56.0% in the second quarter. Uh, that was an improvement uh, from 57.7% a year earlier. Um, and just for uh, you know, to look at it by state, we saw that in Arkansas, the average loan to value was 70.2%, the highest in the nation, while Hawaii's 43.7% was the lowest. So uh, Hawaii always tends to be lower, uh, but just it's always good to see the average loan to value go down across the country because that means lenders are in a better position, of course, as are borrowers. FHA put out some data uh, indicating that its endorsements during um, July came to $23.5 billion on residential loans. Um, that was mostly unchanged from the prior month, but we saw that loan applications fell, so that indicates that probably we'll see a decline in August as far as uh, FHA endorsements. Uh, more interesting was FHA 30-day delinquency, which um, includes bankruptcies and foreclosures, was at 11.22% in July. It's been up every month since March of this year. Um, the mortgage market index, which we put out, slipped 2% last week, and that, that index is based on average per-user rate locks by open-close clients. That drop was even more significant, though, when you consider that we don't apply any seasonal adjustment, and the prior week was uh, a holiday week, so we fell from a holiday week. Um, and, of course, at the same time, rates went up. Um, the decline was driven by refinances, and they tumbled 12%, but uh, rate locks for purchase financing jumped 7%, so that's a good sign. Uh, we see some of those resources shifted over to purchase financing. Uh, one last thing of, uh, was that uh, we've, we've got an a report from Hope now that indicated more than 34,800 loans were modified during July. Um, that was less than... Uh, the 33,200 a year earlier, and that was driven by proprietary modifications, which slowed. But HAMP activity actually was up for the year. So, uh, interesting. Yeah. So there you have it. Those are our there biggest headlines that we had over the last week. Well, always good to have you come on, Sam. Love the website. Love what you're doing. Again, check it out, folks. MortgageDaily.com. Or give Sam a call at 214-521-1300. Yeah, our email, Sam, samgarcia at mortgagedaily.com. Sam, thanks you so much. Appreciate you being here for it with us, friend. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. You bet. Well, guess what, folks? We normally would be breaking and cutting over to the uh, to the um, uh, Motivity Conference. We're at the Motivity Conference. We normally cut over to the KPI of the Week with John Maynell. But guess what? John is sitting here right here with me. It's just such a pleasure to have him here. And so, my John, let's make sure your mic is on. Do you have to this here? Yes, yeah. hello. Oh, there, you're good. So good, good. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on here at the conference. You guys made a major announcement here. And so tell our listeners about it. Normally we're hearing your voice uh, on a pre-recorded basis. Great voice that it is. And, uh, but you're, you've just announced something. So let's talk a little bit about that here. Um, yeah, we're excited to have rolled out our uh, mobile app. It's the first step uh, in our Motivity Anywhere platform. Uh, it's a pretty comprehensive redesign of the software, and this is the first big step. Lots of users at our conference last year and throughout these last 12 months have really been um, asking for a mobile solution, uh, interactive mobile solution or mobile app. And uh, the, uh, the announcement uh, just earlier this morning, uh, we rolled it out and demoed it. Yeah, no, very, it, very excited. It was really fun because uh, – uh, Tyler was doing it live, and it, right. it just literally was rolled out. Exactly. So it was a great job. So some of the exciting things you're going on. You guys were acquired by Black Knight. Correct. And they're here, and they talked about that. And what's so really encouraging for me to hear, first of all, for those that thought that this was going on as a result of the untimely and sad departure of Todd prematurely from this uh, 
world, um, many people thought, well, they just bailed and sold out. And that was not true. And I think that's really important to get that out. This acquisition had been going on and was getting towards the last stages about the time Todd passed away. That's correct. Yeah, they've been ta- Todd and Tyler have been talking to uh, Jerry Hallbrook and the people at Black Knight for a number of years now. And they're being, yeah, go ahead. They're, they're very, uh, you know, they've just been very, very careful. They've been through uh, mergers and acquisitions before. Uh, so they kind of have lived through uh, that at least once uh, previously. And um, it's it's something that they were very thoughtful about. And it, it was not, you know, it wasn't a knee-jerk reaction by, uh, by any stretch. It was uh, something uh, that both Todd and Tyler uh, had really thought hard about uh, over the course of uh, uh, a couple of years at least. And they've known Jerry for, I want to say, six or seven, maybe eight years. Um, so they're... You know, it, it's a really great match. Lots and lots of synergies uh, between what we uh, what we do and what they do. And uh, so far, the last seems like it's been I can't remember maybe three months ago. I want to say three three and a half months ago uh, when the merger took place. It's just it's been wonderful. I've had a chance to meet a lot of the people from Black Knight, and um, we have a lot of really really exciting projects going on. We're really excited to integrate with their technology and and really bring mortgage business intelligence and visual analytics to bear on their premier product offerings. Yeah, it's really going to be exciting. And I think it's a good fit. The most important part is what I like to hear when I heard him speaking a little bit. It was Jerry, right? That was yes. Jerry was speaking. It was uh, Jerry, sorry, when you listen to this podcast, it's, I'll get to know you. I'm looking forward to that. But when I heard Jerry, he's not, they're not going to mess with the culture because you guys have a really good culture here. We do. We do. And it's, it's uh, really one of the main reasons, if not the main reason that gets us all up in the morning and, and driving yeah. to work. Um, we really love what we do. Uh, the culture is really very attractive. Uh, we're very careful about who we hire. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. It, it's, it can be a very delicate thing, mm-hmm. uh, particularly when you join forces uh, with another company. Things can happen. I mean, you and I both know uh, they don't all go, you know, famously well. Some of them are, you know, kind of quite the opposite of that. But uh, this yeah. one not only has all the makings of a great partnership, but so far it's just been, they've just been wonderful to work with. And we have... You know, I've noticed no change in the motivity culture, and I, I can't imagine how that would happen. Awesome, so, man. Well, it's so good to have you take a few minutes away. You just stepped off the platform after giving your presentation, yes. so you walked over here, and I'm really grateful to have you join up for us. Thank Great you so much, Rand. Great to be here. So we're going to do a handshake right, right now. You can't see it. We're not video live, but thanks, thanks so much. Thanks very much. All right. Yeah, All good right. to see you. You bet. You bet. All right, folks, it's so good to be sitting here. And, Lord, I, I'm just looking at all the things that are there are going on, and uh, we could talk on and on, and I just want to – really be thinking about mobile. And, you, they, and we're going to be talking about mobile right after the break. In fact, we have another mobile app we're going to talk about just in just a minute. It's ArchMI. Jim Jump has a great mobile app. It's the RateStar program. And so let's hear from Jim Jump, who is head of marketing at ArchMI. Hi, David. Thanks for having me on, and we're happy to be a proud sponsor of the program. And today I'd like again to talk about RateStar from Arch Mortgage Insurance. RateStar is a revolutionary tool that allows mortgage originators to dynamically price mortgage insurance and match coverage to Archimize's most competitive rates. And that's important because it allows you to compete more effectively, qualify more borrowers, and of course close more loans. That's the power of RateStar. Originators from around the country are letting us know just how quick and easy RateStar is to use. And all you need is your NMLS number, and you can access RateStar anywhere, anytime, using multiple points of entry, including most LOS systems, product and pricing engines, and through our websites at archmi.com and archmicu.com for credit unions. And of course, it's available through our mobile app for smartphones and tablets. RateStar makes it easy to choose what type of mortgage insurance coverage your loan needs. You just touch, tap, and go. Quotes are delivered in seconds and represent our most competitive ArchMI rates based on the strength and quality of the loan application. And I have to tell you, David, getting a mortgage insurance quote has never been so powerful or so simple. And with that, I'll turn it back over to you and say thanks. Have a great day, everybody. Appreciate you joining us, Jim. Thank you so much. Check out the ArchMI group. It's a fastest growing MI company. It's very excited to have them be a sponsor and a partner with us. They do a great job. I like uh, the people. Are, it's always about the people, isn't it? So anyway, let's get on on. We've got joining us today here live at the Motivity Conference in Denver at the Four Seasons Hotel, 
Dan Putney. Dan has worked for in the mortgage industry since 1998. He has held a number of positions in various mortgage institutions in the retail, wholesale, and correspondent lending space. And um, Dan has also worked for PMI, one of the first sponsors we had for uh, the radio program way back when. And so we're really pleased to know that he has that association in his background. Also, he joined MortgageBot now, which is a part of DNH, in 2011. Dan has extensive background in the mortgage and technology industry, and we're thrilled to have you here, Dan. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me, David. Well, we're excited to talk a little bit about the the app that you have coming up. I mean, I mean, or the new announcements you have. So I'm I'm got all my notes here, but I really just want to get into first of all for those that do not know much about dnh i can't imagine that you guys have been around forever let's talk just briefly we, we know who you are is there anything you want to add to the bio that i read on yourself or no i think you did a pretty good job with that all right so let's talk a little bit about dnh if you could give our listeners a little more background we talk about it they know you're they, they know about you from the ad that we talk about here but let's get a little more insights into what's going on at dnh it's an exciting dynamic growing company but although it's 140 years old a lot of people think that it's it's stodgy or that means that could imply that they're not moving aggressively. We're going to find out in just a minute how aggressive you are moving forward, but give us a little insight into the company. You know, it, it has been around for 140 years, and it's, it's really started out as a check printing company, and it's, it's grown into really the, one of the strongest fintech technology companies in the world. In fact, we're ranked number 21 out of the top 100 in the world right now. So um, in a, we've grown in, in every aspect where we're now over 8,000 uh, clients in 70 different countries and um, work with 29 of the top five global banks that are out there. But, wow. you know, where, where I really come into play is more on the mortgage side, okay. so and on the lending side. And we've just seen some tremendous growth over the last year. Um, as we look at the mortgage bot, um, end end solution, our point of sale, which has always been best of breed in, in, in the country for many, many years. Uh, we combine that with a strong LOS on the back and then also a servicing platform as well that we can attach onto that. So um, our end end solution has really grown six times in the last two years. It's, it's been a phenomenal run for us. Um, you know, as we look at that technology in the last year, uh, we, we had a lot of, um, strength by partnering with doc magic, who is a great, a great partner of ours. And we started reselling that platform where now we can, um, implement and we can support and we can work into all of our pricing models, the, um, the, the doc piece of it as well. So, um, now we can uh, really offer that end end solution. So, um, you know, over the last year in 2015, I think we worked a lot on those integrations. We worked a lot on the regulatory and compliance trade was fun oh, yeah. for all of us. I say that very sarcastically. Yes. Uh, but we, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of success coming out of trade and uh, our, our clients, I think were very pleased with what the product did and how it performed coming out and, uh, and moving forward from there. So, well, we're not here to talk about what has been, although you've got some great products. We're here to talk about something that you're announcing today on the radio program. So, Let's talk about why we are here together. Yeah, absolutely. So today we're actually launching our MortgageBot mobile piece, um, which is going to be on the front end of our point of sale solution. Um, and really what that's going to do is that's going to allow our clients, um, banks of every size from, from small to large, to be able to compete with that rocket mortgage, to be able to do an entire application online um, from start to finish, having credit pulled, um, being able to do their research, their uh, product and pricing, as well as um, being able to run through an entire application and end with a, um, an approval and disclosures at the end of it as well. So really excited about that piece. It's something that um, you know, our clients have asked for for a long time. We've, we've always had a, a mobile-enabled part of our website that allowed – um, our customers to do products and pricing right now being able to do that full application really allows you know all size banks being able to um, to to be able to compete with that rocket mortgage so uh, let's talk i mean we are we, we saw here a motivity that uh, they've launched a mobile app you heard the ad that uh, ArchMI has launched a mobile app and what i'd like to do is just get your perspective and on the mobile world, I mean, and as it relates to millennials, what give us your perspective, DNH's perspective, 
what's this world coming to? Are we truly, is everything going to go mobile? Are we going to be automating the entire process? Uh, I, you know, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't think we'll ever go completely digital. You know, as, as you look at the millennial group, um, they're, they're a very educated um, group that are, they're dependent on technology. They're dependent on their peer groups um, within social media. And to be honest with you, I think it's caught a lot of banks back on their heels. Um, you know, th- their ability to attract new customers as well as um, their ability to recruit new employees. Right. Um, technologies could be really important. You know, um, I have the privilege as, as you do to, to be able to tra- travel all over the U.S. and speak with many bank executives at many different levels. And, and you know, I, I think you can attest all of them are very unique in yeah. their own ways of how they want to do business and how they want to move forward. But I think they all have some very similar um, pieces and goals and challenges that they're working for as well whether it's growth or efficiency or, you know, last year and, you know, working with the regulatory and compliance piece, I think was really important for everybody. And I think the other piece that we're seeing this year is. Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. That's going live. We got the notifications coming in as we're doing this. Go ahead. Continue your thought. Oh, perfect. So, you know, what we see really moving into 2016 and 2017 is how can we uh, provide the best client service that's available? And that client service has really um, changed to what we thought over the last few years is, you know, I was speaking to um, somebody the other day to try and find out who or how many clients are actually um, getting mortgaged through their bank. It was a pretty large bank up in the Boston area. Um, And I saw a report that was done by Carlisle and Gallagher that it talks about 79% of bank customers actually go somewhere else for their mortgage. Um, And, you know, as you, as you start talking to different people, you know, the stats are really true that they start looking into it and the amount of clients that they have lost or have refied um, that have left their institution to go to a Quicken loans or go to a rocket mortgage has been substantial. You know, they've grown, um, gosh, I think they did close to 80 billion last year. In, in mortgages. So that's the direction that we see banks moving. And if they want to compete, that's the direction that they have to continue to compete in um, because that's, that's really where their clients are. Let's talk a little bit about what is the mortgage about mobile. Well, I want to get into that. I want, there's so much information we could talk on millennials, but I really want to spend some time. What is your goals? When you guys set out to launch this, what was the, the need that you saw and really where are you going with this? Well, you know, we, we saw the need, you know, I, I want to say with millennials, see, 93% of them are on their phones on a regular basis, right. right? Or some sort of smartphone. But let's face it, it's not just millennials. As I've been sitting here watching you with an iPad, an iPhone, <laughs> a Mac computer, and you're just all over the place, yeah. right? I mean, uh, as, as we travel, we see it more and more ourselves. As, uh, you know, my phone has become a GPS. It's a alarm clock. It's... <laughs> In fact, I, I just use it as my room key over at the hotel. Yeah. So it, it can be used for everything today. And I think the goal is to, how can, how can we continue to use that in, in the mobile world? And we found that with, with today's borrowers, they want to be able to do that research. You know, research is, is probably one of the most important pieces that we found when we're, we're dealing with people today. Let's face it, the ones going on the internet whether it's a web or through mobile are typically you're more highly educated, you're high, mm-hmm. your, your higher job positions, typically a higher credit score. So if we were to look at online borrowers, our credit scores are typically going to be That's higher as well. That's and you're also going to find that the down payments are typically a little bit um, they have a little bit more of a down payment. Now with the millennials, that's going to be a little different, yep. right? All of them have a lot of student debt today and all of them are going to be looking at trying to find low down payment um, uh, loan programs, programs yeah. right? So I think banks are going to start moving that way. But what we found is because everyone's using this mobile app, we really needed to um, offer that to our clients. Well, there's many numerous ways you can go about offering a mobile app. So let's get into the actual product offering for someone that is going to be looking at this. And you're run through the conferences you're at because a lot of people are we're in conference season, so a lot of people are at conferences. If you could kind of just run through some of the conferences you're going to be at and uh, give us some insights on that, that'd be great. So people can come and literally stop by and see these. Sure. So see. if you want to stop by the booth, we're at the we're here at Motivity. Obviously, yeah. we're at Acuma right now in D.C. as well. Freddie Mac in D.C. this week. Um, we're going to be at the IBAT in, uh, in San Antonio next week. 
Uh, then we're going to the ABA in Nashville. We'll be at the NBA in Boston. I think we've got about 14 different shows we're doing in the next month. So, And people can stop by your booth and connect and see the, the mobile app that you're offering. Absolutely. And, and they can see how, how user-friendly it is. It's, you know, it can ta- attach to a bank's mobile app that they have today. They could connect it right there. Um, and the, the beauty of this app is it allows them to be able to customize it, just like our POS so you could, site. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Talk about the customization. I love that. So with the customization, they could actually um, put their own colors, fonts. So, it can, so they it can, can brand hear, it. They can brand it just as if it's their own website. Good. Just like if it's a POS site. So, so that's good. Some good flexibility. That's good to know. There's some great flexibility. They can also build in their products and their pricing, just like the POS. Really? So uh, when somebody pulls a product and pricing, they can see what the rates and the fees are down to the city and county and state. Wow. Um, so it's, it's a very accurate piece as, as people are going to do that research. And what we found is if they do the research, about 72% of the time, they're going to do the entire application yeah. and get an approval. At That's an interesting statistic. So, so if they do the research with you, they're most likely going to come back. I mean, as a lender. So if a yeah. lender has your app and they do the research through your app, most likely they're going to come back. Yeah, about 72% of the time. So it's a, by far the highest in the industry that we've seen. Yeah. So I think that's why there is a lot of people going to mobile. I think you're talking accurately that you know, it it's not just millennials. It's all of us. You, I mean, you've got some gray hair. I've got a full head of gray hair. So we're, sitting we're here, definitely not millennials. <laughs> we're not millennials. <laughs> and so we're seeing that. Act. So let's get into in a little bit about when you were designing this, when you were looking at the functionality, get into some of those things that, that are beyond just the, the point of sale. It's interesting. I'd like to know more about what is someone going to experience once this is up and live. Is, is it a true L, Is it replacing an LOS per se? Well, no. This is just yeah. going to be the, the point of sale, just right. the, the front end for the borrower. That's an um, important consumer point. Direct. And I think that's the most important part to go after is that part because once you've captured them, then, a lot, I mean, I have yet to see a, a mobile app be able to take over and replace an, an LOS. That's just. No, uh, it's, yeah, that would, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Well, who knows? Who knows? No, <laughs> we never thought this would happen, right? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so, so a borrower could start online. They can do the research. They could start an application and they could finish it on their computer. They could finish it with a loan officer at a branch. They could finish it, you know, wherever they want to uh, be able to do that. And once they start it in the app, the bank will be able to be notified so they can actually um, finish it with the borrower. When you look at something like this, what makes it different from other applications that are out there? Well, you, you know, I think the, the entirety of it, um, being able to take it all the way from the start of an application. It's not a lead gen form. It's, it's able to be, have credit pulled, liabilities are pulled right. in from those credit uh, report to, to make it more of a dynamic, easy flowing application for the, for the borrowers to go through. Um, they can, you know, ultimately in the, the next few months here, we'll be able to do full disclosures online um, and get full approvals after being run through DU and LP as well. So we talked a little bit about earlier about full functionality. How would you define full functionality? You, you know, I, I, I think just that. I think being able to offer, you know, a full 1003 in an application in a very easy to use format where they could go back and forth instead of being tied into a path, they could actually go into different sections of the application and at the end be able to ultimately get that approval, which is what they're looking for. Because I think once we all know that if they don't get that approval right away, they're going somewhere else to look. And a lot of people get confused on apps versus mobile ready websites. Talk a little bit about that. What's the, you, this is not an app, if I understand correctly. No, it's not. It's, it's more of a, it's a responsive design website. Um, so it really offers the users the best mobile experience they could get, regardless of what device they're on. Um, you know, it's, a, it's designed in a way that can be embedded in the financial institution's existing mobile app. Um, you know, we felt the stone, standalone app just wasn't going to offer the best experience, right. but this does for us. I agree with that. I think when you look at how to, to access this, I mean, mobile-ready apps are probably the way to go. And so I, I, I'm outstanding. That. Let's talk a little bit about lenders' access to applications, if you could sure. get into that. So, um, you know, the, the application is actually going to be driven through the point-of-sale solution. So um, the application is going to come in just like any other app. Um, so the, the administrators can go in, they can see an application once it's finished, or they could even see one that was started and not completed and go back and be able to finish it with them. So through our POS admin site, they can do all of that, which is Power Manager. When you look at your ultimate goals of what you're wanting to achieve with this app, mm-hmm. What is, for your clients, what would you say is, you know, 
really the, the ultimate goal and objective, your why. I love Simon Sinek's, you know, starts with why. Sure. That's what's in our booth here. We're sitting here and we're <laughs> advertising and talking about that all day. What is the, the, the why someone should get a hold of this? I, I think the big why is because I think people need to be more competitive with our larger lenders, whether it's a rocket mortgage or Quicken Loans. This is actually be able, is able to take a product that only a really large company with a lot of IC, IT capabilities could build out. Right. It cost Rocket, I'm sure, millions of dollars it to did. build this application. I think, I think Dan Gilbert said uh, that it was con- it's, I mean, hundreds of millions have gone into development. And I, and I find that a little hard to believe, but I'm, I don't, I don't, I, he's a credible guy, so I don't doubt it. But, I don't doubt it either. Yeah. And, you know, give a lot of credit to them because they really hit the market um, at a great time with us. And But what it allows our community banks, our credit unions, our mortgage bankers, people that don't have the ability to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to build an application, it allows them to do that on a monthly basis. And a SaaS model that can be can be built by their success. As, as they continue success bringing in applications, that's how they're built. For it, so. You were recently at a bank, and one of the bank presidents that you were talking to, or one of the senior executives there, talked about how he has, how many applications did he have these? say yeah so so i was at um a a bank uh, really outside of boston that uh was telling me they had 15 different pieces of software 15 different vendors within their their organization and he was telling me how you know to to put that into perspective that's 15 different vendors that we need to evaluate on an annual basis that's 15 different reporting systems and user ids and updates and revisions and it and all of those pieces that go into play with different vendors he said i would love to work with a company like dnh who can offer one product and, and for everything. And, yeah. and, you know, that's really the direction. We're talking a lot about the mobile app today, but that's the direction of DNH. We've, we've actually taken this point-of-sale solution that we're using today for mortgages and we're talking about, and we're now moving that over to the consumer and the commercial world. You wow. know? Uh, one of the lending solutions that we have is LaserPro. Yeah. And LaserPro is is really designed for those consumer applications. And a lot of people will do home equity and HELOCs in there as well. Um, but it's also for commercial. And, and so this point of sale solution will allow them to be able to move, um, whether it's car loans or, or credit cards or whatever it is, they'll be able to put those in through Laser Pro and Decision Pro today. So we've been working a lot on that piece. And I, I think you're going to see this point of sale solution continue to grow over the years. It's been a great product of ours. It's, it's definitely the forefront of what we're looking to do. And the more we can move other products into that SaaS environment, like we've had with a point of sale, um, you're going to see DNA just continue to rise. And I think, you know, I keep working and consult to a lot of clients across the United States on the topic of technology. And they're all saying, who should we be going with? And the first thing I ask them is the first thing you need to know is how financially strong is the vendor you're working with because of the dynamics that are out there that the demands on you guys, it's, it's horrific. And now we got Humda coming up. We've got another version, uh, yeah. you know, with Trid coming out. I mean, you've got to have a partner like DNH and I mean, you're a sponsor. So yeah, this is right on over into infomercial land. But the truth is you really got to have that. And the fact that you've added this mobile app is a great tool. So you're saying that with this new mobile app, you are going to be able to offer what quick and spent, hundreds of millions of dollars or over a hundred million dollars to develop, they're going to be able to have it by just what's, what's the cost of something like this? You know, it's really dependent on how much volume that they're doing. So, um, and it goes by a per closed loan. So is when you start to look at the mobile piece for our 1400 customers that are out there, um, there is no increase in, in maintenance fees on wow. a monthly basis. We are charging a small implementation fee right. um, simply because we do have to build out a website that's for them in this in this environment. But um, it's it's included. And, you know, that's the other beautiful thing about a SaaS-based environment yes. like we have is we can continue to enhance this product, whether it's with all the regulatory and compliance or the new 1003 that's coming out next year or whether it's mobile enhancements like we're doing today. So, David, thank you for your time. I it, had a great time coming out. It's, I just love the fact that you've been here. Let's talk a little bit about the, where the conferences. Let's run through those real quickly again the, that you've got coming up. And uh, I just want to make sure that people know where they can come and actually see the app. Absolutely. So, so right now we're at Acuma in D.C. Yep. Um, later this week, we're going to be at Freddie Mac. Uh, Their Connect Conference, yep. Yep, the Connect Conference. Uh, IBET starts early next week in San Antonio. Uh, We'll be there as well. And then moving to the ABA Annual in Nashville. 
the NBA in Boston, the CUNA in, in Las Vegas, and My gosh. the list just goes on and on. You guys are so. all over the map. And then not only that, they don't have to go to a conference to see that. They can get a hold of one of your many salespeople. You've got a great sales staff. Absolutely. We've got a – gosh, I've lost count. We've got quite a few salespeople <laughs> out there. And so they can get a hold of one of your sales reps, and they'll be able to do a demonstration over the phone or by doing a screen sharing, I'm assuming. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. good. Dan, thank you so much for taking time to come by here and being here. You're, if you're in the Denver area, swing by booth number 14, right? That's it. And we'd love to have you uh, – yeah, demoed here while everyone's here, but thanks so much for taking time to be here with us. Hey, friend. thanks for having me. This has been fun. It's betcha. Appreciate it. Well, for those of you who can't see us, we just shook hands. It's been so good to have you all join us. We appreciate so much, Dan, taking time to be here and in the studio. Joe, Alice, thank you so much for joining in and uh, providing us content. When we do these re- remote, it's, it's difficult to get you guys in on these because I'm sitting here eye to ball to eyeball, but appreciate everyone that makes this program possible. Our sponsors, Alice, Joe, Andy, and everyone else. So thank you so much folks for being here. It's time for us. It's, it's, it's a wrap as that just told us. So we are done and going out to uh, get some lunch here. Have a great one, everybody, and look forward to seeing you here next week. This has been Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin, of Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. Today's guests were Joe Farr from MBS Line, Andy Shell of Mortgage Banking Solutions, and Alice Elvey, President CMB of Mortgage U. Come by next week, and thank you for listening.